When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
I don't want to start getting into where you were previous that day, but I feel like a puppet master was playing some games with you, and it really disturbed me. Yo, Jimmy, because, you know what? I appreciate. I appreciate. And I'm not putting it on Marty, by the way. Okay, so I appreciate. I'm putting it on the puppet master. I appreciate. I'm putting it on the puppet master. Okay, you giving, you giving that person that much credit. You know what? Because that's way more. I uh, feel. I listen, dude. I you, feel, listen, you, listen. You're making a show about somebody else. This is a grown ass. I'm trying man. to explain. This how is a grown I felt ass that man. Day. Yo, I dude. understand he's a grown. I'm trying to explain to him how this felt. I'm about to fucking. I'm serious. I'm about to fucking walk right the fuck out. Because this is the shit I knew was going to happen. What do you mean? This is the bullshit. Well, what You're you fucking like kowtowing to, to him. I'm not kowtowing to him at all. Well, I, this is... I'm, I'm explaining to him how I, I knew. Feel. Look, I knew could do two different Dude, ways. you want to fight two, him? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not get out of the way. And you, can, you two can fucking have at it. Because at the end of the day, this was you know about... What? I actually don't mind you know? that goddamn shit. Whoa, 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 I actually whoa, whoa, don't whoa, whoa, mind whoa, that whoa, whoa, shit. Welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast out of Indie Music TV here out of Ron Kakama, Long Island, Monty and the Pharaoh. And to my right is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, how are you? Greetings. Back again. Back again from five minutes ago. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, maybe five minutes. I like the Tommy Rich interview. Awesome. I love Tommy Rich. Great guest. And that was kick-ass. That was kick-ass. That was awesome. And being WWE guys, right? You know, he he made a difference, right? Because we weren't into WWE. Tommy Rich was big time when we were into it. Go on. And we got a special guest, another future Hall of Famer, Mr. Marty Gennetti in studio. But before we get to him, I want to thank the band that sings our theme song, Wisteria Hall. They sing such great songs as Riding High, our theme song. Yes. Whoops. In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, Here Comes the Rain. And you can find their music on Spotify, iTunes, and Reverb Nation. Monty DeFaro can be seen on YouTube. The Monty Nefaro page, Facebook Live Monty Nefaro page, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Twitch TV Monty Nefaro page, RTF Sports Network, soon to be All Access Sports okay. on Thursday from 8 to 9, and then on Monday from 10 to 11, their Anchor Show. Very good. On Channel 115, that's cable TV, ladies and gentlemen, that's on Tuesday from 8.30 to 9 p.m., and for early risers, Channel 115, 6 a.m. to 6.30, way too early for you, but <sighs> in case someone gets up that early. It's and when I on black Channel out. 20, on Saturday morning at 1.30 in the morning, more your and Marty Gennetti speed, That's right. right? Because we'll you be guys up. are up partying. We'll be up and partying and watching. Right. And doing whatever you guys do, right? Yep. We'll be back with future Hall of Famer and WWE superstar, Mr. Marty Gennetti, after this commercial break. Good thing you And Verola Worldwide Logistics for all your logistic needs. Please call 862-227-3670. Once again, that's 862-227-3670. Verola Worldwide Logistics. Jimmy, I just got the best hookup on tickets. Hmm, fill me in. I went to www.seatslinks.com and ordered... The best tickets with the best prices. 
Call 718-676-0504. SeatsLink, the complete ticket experience. Tell them Charles sent you. You want to star in your own success? Call QuickCast, www.quickcast.com, 866-7-CAST-NOW. That's 866-7-CAST-NOW. QuickCast. Star in your own success. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty Nefaro, seen every Thursday, produced out of Indie Music TV in Ronkonkin, New York. And sitting at the bench for a third time. That's three times. Yeah. Future Hall of Famer, WWE superstar, and the man of the hour, Mr. Marty. Wait, the invisible Marty Janetti. How are you? Invisible. I'm doing excellent, man. MJ in the house. <laughs> Let Are you sure? You. I can't tell. tell. Hey, let me tell you what happened, though. This is reminding me with this mask and the glasses. <laughs> I was living over. Can I take them off now? Sure. Yeah, you look like Claude Rains. God, that's hot, man. Claude Rains. Like, he played the invisible some people. Man. Trump, Trump needs to keep wearing them, but, man, it's hot. I was over. Now, to get the point across, I was over in England. I was living in Liverpool, and every morning we'd go to the gym, and on the way we'd stop by the bank. And buy money order so you could send it send it home because you could you could only come across the border with so much money, so we had to sneak it like that. And I just told her, I just told on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cold, you know, snowy. One morning, I stopped by the bank, get out of the cab, and I had a big old jacket on, covered you know covered the face, had the sunglasses, um, had it zipped up like this, and I got my gym bag with me, and I walk into the bank like that. Like this, come in with a gym bag, <laughs> and the doors locked behind me. Alarms go off, and, and there's like little fences come down, blocking the tellers. I'm like, what the? Can we cuss on the show? Yeah. Sure. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> and, then I'm, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> so wait a minute. Why are you wearing a mask though in England? Uh, no, it wasn't a mask. I had it zipped up. Oh, right okay, out. you had it up. Yeah, because okay. it was snowing cold, yeah, yeah, yeah. cold out there. So you know, I had the jacket on. And I got my, had my gym bag with me before I could have left that in the cab, but I was afraid he might run off with it. <laughs> so you walk in a bank with sunglasses on, you know, zipped up here in a bag. Nice. <laughs> Fill it up. Did you, did you, do you ever think that It was you... on the news that night, too, their local oh, oh. news. Well, what, what did it say? God. Wrestling superstar uh, American, arrested, uh, robbing uh, bank? Yeah, American wrestler uh, stirs up attention <laughs> <laughs> at the bank. That's a shocker. <laughs> that's, a, that's a surprise. I figured the headline would be Marty Strikes Again. <laughs> what the? TMZ hey, headline, Marty hey. Robs Bank. <laughs> what? <laughs> Three weeks later, Barclay. it was Barclay. It was a work. One of, the, one of the bigger banks over there, Barclay. Man, the doors locked behind me and like chain things come down in front of them. I'm just watching all this and everybody's hitting the ground. There was like three other people in there. They're hitting the ground. I'm like, what? So what, they enclose you in, a, in like a cube? They lock you in. It's kind of like the Get Smart thing where the walls are dropping at every level. Very yeah, interesting. where they block the cashiers off. You know, the thing yeah, blocks cool. you can't yeah. get to them. And then oh, they lock you in, so you just, they're going to get you. <laughs> you afraid you're going to throw a drop kick or something? I don't understand. Let me ask you, Mark. He's a wrestler. Did you ever think you would be in a, a time where that you, with this whole COVID thing and political unrest, what are your viewpoints of what's going on in the world right now, brother? You know, at one point I thought, you know, it's just another it's, – it's bad, obviously. You know, it's contagious. It's killing people. So is the flu. So is, you know, a lot of things. And so I thought, you know, they politicized it. You know, they're making it and, and trying to turn it into Trump's fault, you know, yeah. like he invented it. 
I think I think when it when when it, when it's able to be told, which it can't be right now. I keep looking over here and the camera's here. Is that messing things up? No, you're good, brother. Go ahead. Is it okay? Okay. Uh, just so y'all know at home, they're over there, so I'm, <laughs> I'm talking over here. But uh, they, uh, I think China put that out on us. That's the new way of war, you know, biological weapons. Biological warfare. Okay. And Trump was whipping their ass on trade in the trade war. So. Correct. He was taking it to them business-wise. So it's, so it's pretty clear that you're That's on true. the right. <laughs> For sure, right? You know, Trump and I are friends. I, I got some stories. <laughs> Let's keep it. Let's hear one. Let's be real. Got a, got a little Trumpster story? <laughs> well, my favorite one with him, uh, you know, I'd, I'd met him the first time at WrestleMania five, uh, you know, because we was at Trump Towers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it was his place, Trump sure. Plaza, wherever it was. And, you know, he, he come up and, you know, shook my hand. He said he was a big fan. Um, oddly, oddly, somehow he didn't really take the Sean that well. Um that's a surprise. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, it might have been because Sean was just not standoffish, but he was just so nervous he he, he, he came off. Was he nervous in, in Donald Trump's presence? I mean, we're talking about two very big egos. I think it was WrestleMania Five. That was a big deal to us. Yeah, you know? interesting. Just, interesting. Yeah. Trump always had that kind of uh, aura? Uh, when I first met him, I just knew, thought you know, he's a casino owner. We've met a thousand of them. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you ever imagine he'd be president of the United States someday when you first met him? No, he did. if he would have mentioned it, I would have thought, hmm, maybe. But what he did, it was so cool. I, th I thought it was pretty cool. We met that day. We did photo ops. You know, he, he, he kept telling me he was a big fan, which I appreciated. But I thought, yeah, he's just talking shit, you know. Okay. And uh, that night at the casino, I'm down there with my girl, a uh, beautiful, long, blonde-haired girl I've been seeing for a while. Um we're down there, you know, about midnight, gambling away, and you know, nervous about the next day because me and Sean, the two smallest guys in the company, had to take on one man gang, a big boss man, two biggest guys, six foot seven, six foot six, three hundred fifty pounds, three hundred seventy five pounds, and our little asses. And it's our our first WrestleMania, man. <laughs> How are we gonna make this look good? You know, so we were nervous to death. We were down there drinking and trying to gamble and keep our mind off of it until, you know, the last, till you had to. And, uh, you know, Trump kept walking up. I just walked up away from the craps table, and I see him walking up. And he's, about midnight, he's checking on his place. That's, I got to throw him respect on that, too. You know, he's checking on his place. Midnight, he's mm -hmm. coming through to see, you know, who's doing what. Uh, but I see him, he sees me, he smiles. And I'm like, well, damn, he, he does recognize me away from, you know. The, and he comes right up to me, he goes, how you doing, Marty? And I'm like, oh, I feel all right. He goes, no, how you doing? Well, I said, oh, you know, win some, lose some. And he smiled. He goes, yes, they introduced Ray Lynn. Uh, that was her name. And, you know, hey, how you doing? And he looked at the guy and says, give him a 500 marker. And to the, the guy at the craps table, which I didn't know as much as I'm in casinos. I, I didn't know. I've heard of it, but I didn't know what it meant. Mm -hmm. So after he walked off, he said, good luck. Um, I asked the guy, I said, what's the 500 marker? He goes, basically, he just gave you $500 to gamble with. Or, or do what you, yeah, I right. played one hand, it wouldn't cast out. <laughs> no, I didn't, no, I didn't do that. You know, I didn't do that, DT. I wouldn't do that, DT. <laughs> you didn't take Donald's money. Yeah, but, uh, you know, so, you know, that, that, that happened. And then two years later, WrestleMania 7, uh, he was with Marla Maples. I think she was guest hosting or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a fun day, man. Willie Nelson was there so, Good story with him with the Nasty Boys. See, I heard about it. No, let's hear well, I'll tell you if you want to know. Yeah, but uh, but sticking with Trump real quick. Um, 
Blue Teeth, we'll, we'll call him D2 because Trump, that's his stage name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> um, you know, DT, uh, he's, he was walking. Now, I had a, a different girl. Her name was Colleen. And, uh, you with different girls? Shocking. Go on. But <laughs> yeah. long blonde hair, <laughs> very similar looking. Okay. You know, now this is two years later. And, uh, you know, I got Barm around her. I'm all excited. WrestleMania 7. And, and this time, you know, we got to. We can make it look good because we got Barbarian and Haku. Mm. You know, that that one we can make. You know, we actually end up making it. I think they'll call it the Twin Towers. Mm -hmm. That was a great match. I was there live. That yeah, was a I would say you did a great job. It turned, it turned out good. We did that double drop kick off the top rope mm -hmm. to the middle, which nobody's with all the stuff going on today. It's still, I ain't seen nobody you know do that one. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I'm walking by with her. Here he comes. He's that smile he's got. You know. And he goes, Marty, you, just, you always have a beautiful girl on your arms. <laughs> and I smiled and thought about it, and she got all giddy and stuff because she knew who it was. And, we, you know, we walked off and whatever. I went back to his dressing room later, and he's sitting there in, in the dressing room waiting on Marla to do something. And I said, man, you got me in trouble. He goes, what do you mean? I said, that was my wife. And he goes, Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. And I, I'm doing right there. <laughs> and I, I lost. I said, I'm just kidding. And he goes, you know what, though? I learned something there. Then see, he's a smart guy. First, it impressed me. He knew the difference in those two girls. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, detail. Attention to detail. Yeah. Especially when it was pretty women. <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, but then, too, like, from the prank, he, like, learned, like, yeah, don't, you can't say that. You know, because the guy's, you know. So I, so I actually got a joke on on him. I felt like, you know, because he was so upset. Like, that was my wife. <laughs> he was so he was so. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, and I'm trying not to you know let it go yet. Let, you know, let him. But uh, what's yeah, your that, take on the president of the United States coming down with the COVID virus? Good question. Well, uh, some things I can't say that I might know. You know, because there's some things that, <laughs> that I'd be eliminated if I said. But. uh I don't know. Um, there's all kinds of ways it could go. Trump's a lot like me, and I'm a lot like him. Sometimes we do uh, storylines. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Is it as he got? You know, if it wasn't for Melania having it, but see, I included somebody in my last storyline that that got worldwide attention, <clears throat> and included one of my my girls, uh, Winsome. Uh, to make the story more believable, you know, so I don't know. Is Trump is he so, is? is so let me, are we being worked? Well, is that what? Hey, at? is this your work? What that. What's that? Is this your work? Is that what you're getting at with the uh, president's current supposed medical condition? Hey, what do you think? Could could Trump be doing, pulling off some kind of work? You don't think so? We got to know when the in, so in James the James James Comey probably got him then, right? I don't know. Let's go look at a I better be quiet. <laughs> be a bunch quiet. of different things that could or could not be. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Marty, I want you to weigh in um, on. Rose Wait a minute. Let me tell you go. about. Let me tell you about that same oh, night. Yeah, absolutely. WrestleMania seven. Yeah. I'm sitting there talking with Willie because I think he's singing the national anthem. I think. I think that's what he was doing that night. Willie Nelson. What was the main event of WrestleMania seven? I think it was uh, Macho Man and uh, Warrior. Because it seems like that no, so it was Slaughter Hogan. It, it was Slaughter okay. Hogan. Slaughter they Hogan. must have been semi because I, I just remember uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Randy getting up there, dropping about six of the finishing yeah. elbows on him. Yeah, yep. And then Warrior gets up anyway. <laughs> but oh, uh, I was sitting there. 
and funny too, you know, uh, Trump had made you know, Marlon Maples a household name. Then uh-huh. word in the streets was he actually had a bet with one of his buddies he would make her a household name, and I guess he won that bet. Yep, he did. <laughs> but uh, she she was at least that particular day. And sorry, Marla, I don't know you that well. Just from that day, what a bitch she was being, you know. Really? <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, Surprised you know, I would put up with that. I bet you she wasn't that way towards him, at least not for long, as we know. Yeah, you'd have to ask him. I don't know. She, she, but she was hot, though. She, she was, was that, but, she, but somebody needs to teach her how to dress. She had her skirt or <laughs> dress on that, that was hemmed up too high in the front. I mean, it looked like she bought it at Walmart. But, but, <laughs> uh-oh, I'm not supposed to mention no, that. <laughs> but um, what did it come across like that look when uh, the old days where they pull their pants up too high with the belt buckle? Yeah, something like like Sean that used to do. <laughs> like Sean used to do. Yeah, Sean used to pull his blue jeans up under his chest. <laughs> yeah, a big old Texas belt buckle over his belly button. I mean, all up here, man. I'd like man, put him down some. Terrible. He had a he had a, a male de- camel toe. Uh, <laughs> He'd <have> much- <laughs> I. I <laughs> What? <laughs> but so anyway, Marla. Well, we know that Sean had camel toe. This is messed up. God. <laughs> Back to DT. You have DT sitting there. We're having to put up with where we are. Put up with her little sassy ass. And Jeep, uh, Jeep nasty dress. boys. They won the title that night. Okay. Right. And so afterwards, she's interviewing them, right? And then she'd been a little bitch, like I said. Sorry, Mar. But, uh, <laughs> He's killing it. Come on, sorry. <laughs> they shook the bottle up, you know, of champagne, yeah. and then popped the top and squirted it all over her. Man. Oh, my God. She was so mad, but she had to finish the interview. And she, she looks like a wet rat. Smelled like one, too. But she, <laughs> she was waving the, the, the microphone back in there. Oh, man, when that interview was over, she went storming in the hallway, throwing a temper tantrum, having a fit. Was like Vince running over there, like, calm down? Or? Uh, no, I, I I walked off laughing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for another bottle to get her one more time. <laughs> hey, man, I want to get a little serious with you. Uh, just recently we lost a road warrior animal. Um, I, I understand that, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you actually introduced his wife, Kim, to Kim, him. Is Kim and Joe, true? yeah. Could you tell that story and maybe share some thoughts on road warrior? Yeah, Joe, Joe, you know, both of them, Joe and Mike, were, you know, we were all real good friends. Joe didn't really party that much. In fact, I don't know that he partied at all. Um, but, uh, you know, Mike and I, you know, uh, Hawk, Road Warrior Hawk, and I, we partied a lot together. But, you know, a lot of us did. And, uh, you know, Joe, Joe was always kind of the more business and more quiet, you know, stick to the script kind of shit. You know, at least what I knew of him, mm-hmm. uh, which I knew pretty good. Uh, but as far as the wife, we, we, I think we're, she's from Houston. And her and I were real good friends at one time. Uh, and, you know, I just, I was sitting talking to her. Joe walked by and I hate this. No, I can't, you know, because Kimmy might see this. Well, it's just, it's just kidding, sort of, sort of, Kimmy. But it was that night that you were talking so much, I was like, Damn. <laughs> Joe walked by and said, "Hey, hey!" So I introduced them. Next thing I know, they're married. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! So it's like you're like, I got to get out of this Kim deal and walk off. So yeah, man. She, I don't know if she just she don't do cocaine, as far as I know. Right. But I don't know. If, 
what the hell was going on? And if COVID had been around there, I'd have caught it. I'd have, I'd have had it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I introduced me. You know, it's just like, because she banned, I mean, she's still, you know, very pretty girl. I, I, she's probably watching this. She's a very pretty girl. Very Sorry, pretty. Yeah. But I, her younger day, bro, she, she was a typical of Texas Rose, man. Mm. She was knock them all out. Uh, Your thoughts when you heard he had passed, because this was obviously a shock to the community. What's that? Community. When Road Warrior passed, what were your thoughts? Man, I started getting phone calls right away because a lot of you know our boys, a lot of the boys knew that we were pretty good. You know, uh, it, it, at first it was hard to believe because like not Joe. Mm. You know, this man's in shape. This guy's. I mean, he's healthy. He don't, he don't do, as far as I know, don't do any drugs. Um, there's no way. It's just not possible. You know, is what I kept thinking. And then the more the calls come in, I guess I guess it is true. And you know, I did it broke me down a little bit. Uh, we flipped these on for our crying ear. Um, real rockers aren't supposed to cry, I don't think, but actually they do. But uh, yeah, it, it was um, it was heartbreaking. And you know, the first thing I thought about was Kimmy. Like I know it's crushing her because I think they just celebrated their the night before their anniversary you know um so you know you got this big event and then that happens they didn't have no details like what happened you know did he just keep walking and fall over or did from what i understand you know he just didn't wake up or something mm -hmm. uh, and, I, and, I, and I, I considered that because that's kind of what happened to hawk you know hawk had told me that right before brother i've worked so damn hard today Without any drugs, <laughs> and because uh, I think he'd quit and he'd straightened up. It's funny yeah. when you straighten up is when shit goes wrong. Uh, but he, um, uh, Hawk, uh, he, he, they were moving or something. He'd, he was telling me he'd moved a ton of furniture, and because I used to do that before I got in wrestling for North American Bandline, so I'd you know, move furniture all day long. Eight hours of stacking a truck, then drive the tractor trailer truck mm. to unload it the next day. It's Wrestling with furniture is a workout, but uh, you know, uh, Mike Mike told me that you know, he said, "Brother, you even kidding about this working? God damn, <laughs> furniture! Wrestling with furniture, shit! I thought I was a badass, and then I guess he died in his sleep. You know, uh, the heart was just gave out. You know, Marty, you're a tag team legend, obviously. Where, where is the Road Warriors to you? Are they the greatest tag team in the history of this business, the Road Warriors? I think so. But in, in the in the uh, fact, they probably drew the most money, which that's what it's all about. But they changed the game. They changed the industry. Uh, you know, when they came in, there wasn't guys that were like, you know, there was a big guy here and a big guy there. But the character that came with it, you know, the haircuts, the personality, the stomping, stomping, you couldn't hurt them, you know. Um, the, the Iron Man song, oh, the whole, the whole thing, man, just changed, it changed the industry, bigger and faster than anything else I've ever seen. I mean, I've been around it for what thirty, I've been in it for thirty-five years, been you know around it for forty-five years, and I've never seen nothing like that. Nothing like that. How do you how do you cope with this though? It just seems like we talk about this all the time. The wrestling community, you guys have gotten you know so close with each other, and maybe people pass out you know pass faster than 
normal people. I mean, it's got to be tear at you when you build these kind of relationship and, you know, well, this happens, right? you know, and like you said about the bond, we bond. I almost want to say like war mates, but I don't want to take away from people who are actually war. Like my brother, you know, served in Vietnam, so I wouldn't dare say that, you know, it's like we go to war together. Right. But we, it's in a sense we do because especially when we go to other countries, you know, we're the only ones that know each other. And a lot of times... When you, when you go in these, sorry about fix my paper tooth. I'll explain that. What do you got all. a paper tooth? Oh, what? I'm gonna hear about that next. <laughs> <laughs> um, How do you eat steak? You take I, I'll take the paper out. You gotta take the paper tooth out, of course. Sometimes a big piece will get clogged in the gap. How do you clean that paper tooth? It's paper. I'll get another piece of paper. <laughs> so we just like put. A piece I, I've of got some. I'll, I'll show you. I got, I've got. I've got my replacement. Yeah, teeth I want to see what a paper tooth oh, looks like. Are you, what? <laughs> I think I got it. Are here. you reaching for more paper teeth right now? What uh, is going well, because this one only lasts so long. Wrestling icon Marty Jannetty reaching for his paper tooth. <laughs> what? Here it is. There it is. Paper tooth. What? And see the what? problem? My teeth are so yellow. <laughs> I got to drink coffee to darken this, so it matches. <laughs> 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 You can put the mask back on now, bro. It's yeah, that, that's that's the real reason I had this on. <laughs> I didn't want y'all to see it. Oh, Claude what, Rains, he's coming back. Here he goes. What, what had happened was, oh, you know, that's what he's into bullshit, right? Oh. What had happened was, but um, yeah, I was helping out. I was being a little cocky and arrogant, teaching some kids how to hit the post, the ring post, you know, make it look real good. Sure. Mm-hmm. I made it look real good and knocked my damn tooth oh, out. Oh, man. <laughs> I was sitting there going, I ain't even getting paid for this. Oh. <laughs> So until I get the, uh, the, 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 the replacement thing, the real one, those things are expensive too, man. Bro, you ain't kidding, man. Yeah. All right, Mr. Lightning Rod, I got to ask you, as uh, the wrestling world may know and others outside the wrestling world may possibly know sure. now, recently um, there was a big story about your claim that you made a man disappear after an attempted rape on your person as a teenager. Uh, when this was presented to me, I absolutely took this at face value until I either A, heard from you, or B, heard that it was anything other than to be taken seriously. Um, any, uh, would you like to fill us in on what happened here, please? Well, for those who don't know, what had happened was, was when I was 13 years old, I worked at a bowling alley um, in Columbus, Georgia, where I'm from. Um, and it was, we used to, there was a bunch of us kids that worked there, you know, because they'd pay us under the table. You ain't supposed to work till you're 16 in Georgia. I don't know how it is anywhere else, but we were 13. Hmm. And, uh, you, know, we, you know, back then we smoked a little weed, and this guy supplied it. This guy, it was a, the gay guy that worked at the, uh, he worked the front desk. His name was Bob. Imagine that. Bob and Neil, his best friend. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> They uh, where I come from, that's funny too, man. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble again. So um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of guys would um, would hustle because he, he would pay the, the kids, the you know the young boys. He'd pay them fifty dollars. This is way back. I'm talking about maybe hmm. seventy four or something. Three. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd pay them fifty dollars to you know to blow them. And, you know, a lot of the guys went for the hustle. They're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, 13 years old. I'd give me $50. And, you know, two or three times a week, they'd, they'd buy a car pretty soon. You know? <laughs> and a carton so, of chapstick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. 
No, they didn't have to do the blowing. They just had to sit there and, and get blown. Oh, 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 yeah, he did. Yeah, he oh, they were receiving. They weren't pitching. That would be a catcher. That's then. receiving. That's would, not pitching. So that'd be a catcher. Yeah. 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 Now we got Goodfellas talk going on here. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so fifty bucks for a uh, yeah, Robin so, Hill. So uh, you know we we smoked a little weed back then. Wait, Marty, real quick. What? So you get you're actually talking these guys. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm letting them blow me. It's fine. And no, not me. The, no, but I get it. But you <laughs> have what he said, these yeah. guys are very open with their comments. It's fifty bucks, bro. It's all good. I was thirteen is... years old. You know, Jesus, this must we, be the seventies. We weren't we making that much at the bowling alley. We're getting like uh, three dollars and ten cents back then. Your minimum wage was three thirty-five, but if you were part-time, wow. Wow. you got even less. Yeah, we got like three ten an hour. Wow. Well, she had one blowjob, and you made more than, than you could make in a couple of weeks. In the seventies, this is serious cash. Go on. Yeah, it is. Go yeah. on. Oh my God. But it is mathematically uh, okay. So we've set the mathematical parameters. Uh, what happens from here? Yeah. So I was going to get a bag of weed from him. You know, a fifty-dollar bag of forty. It was actually forty dollars. Forty dollars called a lid. That's a lot of weed in 1974. It's an ounce. Look at you. And you called it a lid back then. You know, you get sure. to buy a lid. That's a lid and the whole pail, too. Yeah. Go on. yeah. And so I was going to buy a lid, $40. You know, it's that Mexican dirt weed, but still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you That's can't. the worst of the weed. I know what he's talking <laughs> It is. About. Dirt weed. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It's got seeds in it. Go yeah. on. Yeah. And dirt. <laughs> and dirt. <laughs> they, um. So we went out to his car in front of the, uh, in front of the bowling alley where, where he was working mm. and uh, sat there and made the transaction, you know, got the back. You know, and he probably figured, like all the other kids there, and he reaches over and he touches between the legs and goes, Ooh. what's this? And I'm like, nah, nah, no, no, no. And I think what he was thinking, we would trade off. You know, he. Well, looked, he's thinking you only make it three ten an hour. There's no way you could afford fifty bucks worth of weed. I guess. So, yeah. The, yeah. And he was just thinking, I'll blow you for the bag. Exactly. You know? Let's. But I, I'm like, no, no. And, you know, and just shoved his hand away. <laughs> like, let's go get out of the car and you know, <laughs> go back in. Right. And uh, that's kind of where the story should have ended. Mm-hmm. You know, because that actually happened. Okay. And then, uh, but then, you know, he got a little aggressive outside the car. And I'm telling y'all the story that if you haven't heard it before, um, and he tried to pull me around to the back of the bowling alley and have his way, you know. And I was just 13. Um, you know, he got me down to get on top of me. He's trying to unbutton my pants, and there was a brick right there, and, you know, bam, upside his head. And evidently, it was too hard in the temple area or something. And he rolled over or fell over. That was it. Now I gotta figure out what to do. You know, I'm 13. Mm-hmm. Now I got a dead body here. What do I do with it? And and you know, the river, Chattahoochee River, is right behind it. And I thought, you know, they find bodies in there. That's where everybody dumps their bodies around here. Uh, <laughs> when there was some bad people around back then, like mafia type people, that's where the the river there. So I figured, drag him to the river. You know, and throw him in. You know, I was 13. I didn't know what to do. Probably could have just called the police, said he tried to get me. I hit him. Sure. You know, but you're, how many of us have been in that situation where, you know, somebody's trying to rape you and you hit them and then they die? You know, you don't know what you're going to do. I panicked. I'm 13 years old. I, that has never happened before. And uh, so, you know, drug him to the river and threw him in. But the thing that got me in trouble is I told about it on Facebook. 
And, you know, first of all, they blocked me for it. And then secondly, man, like wildfire, it went everywhere. Every news outlet, every wrestling site. But what made you, after all these years, feel like you had to tell the story? Um, I think it had to do with my girl, Winnie, the, the, the one son pictured at the bottom, the black girl uh, at the bottom. There's a, there should be. Uh, there was in the Facebook post. Um, and we had a little spat or something, a little argument. And, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of hurt my feelings, but her jealousy. And it hurt me because I said, next time you get jealous, well, that, you know, about something, and it's not into jealousy. And, uh, you know, it, I, I guess I, I have CTE real bad, by the way. You know, that's uh, brain damage from concussions. Um, and I've had quite a few of them over 30 years of wrestling. And so, um, you know, I, uh, I, I caught one of the moments, my CTE moments, because you can get in a weird place where you don't know if, if you're hallucinating or is this real. You don't know. Uh, I'm going to tell you some stories about that. We probably should talk about CTE in a little bit anyway. Sure. Um, but so, you know, I thought, I wrote, you know, that was the last time I, I told myself, you know, that, that kind of hurt me a little bit, you know, having to dispose of a body like that. Uh, but the man was trying to hurt me, and I said, that's, you know, that was the last time anybody was going to try to hurt me. And, and you know, that's why I was trying to get the point across to her that, you know, you just hurt me. And I said that would never happen again, but uh, you won't never get another chance. But so uh, the whole thing, you know, told, told that because of the, the pain. That, it reminded me of, of a severe pain that, you know, I never knew a pain like that before when I was 13. Did you realize how public this was going to get with it in, like, police involvement? No, hell no. Uh, I didn't even realize that night when I was writing it that, that I was like, hey, <laughs> uh-uh. So what if it was 47 years ago? Uh-uh. And, um, yeah. I've also so, seen it reported that you said that this was part of a wrestling angle. Is that part well, of, like, to just get the people to leave you the fuck alone at this point? Well, or? I mean. What's the story? Well, and, and, and it got so, I mean, I had people, from, my friends from Germany, Japan, Australia, I'm thinking of the ones that sent me news articles because it was in the newspapers in these countries. Yeah. I mean, it was worldwide. Mm. You know, wrestlers, kills. Or, and the thing that got me the most was everybody was calling me a murderer. Now, what about that little 13-year-old kid that was getting raped? Correct. What do you think the rapists do to a lot of their victims afterwards? They kill them. Correct. So, I mean, how are y'all calling me a murderer and you don't care a shit about the kid? I, I just didn't understand that. But um, when it, you know, Inside Edition got it, uh, uh, People Magazine, TMZ, of course, they don't miss a trick. <laughs> yeah, and, of um, course. You, you know, when they caught all that fire, I was like, shit, and now the police are investigating, I mean, and all that shit. So I, I figured out that, um, you know, this was a storyline I was creating. Um. You know, and the plan was this, and still might be. I don't know if it's going to work now that everybody knows it. Uh, I'm supposedly got away with murder. It worked. Everybody called me a murderer. And um, I got a friend named Darren Kelly. Uh, he, go, he, he wrestles as the guard. He's pretty good. But he really was a correction officer. That he, you ever see the movie Sling Blade? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> There's some of them mustard biscuits. That guy... Mm -hmm. 
he uh, he looks like him, you know. So he and, and he's but he's built big as hell. Well, the storyline would go: here's a wayward cop, you know, disgruntled cop that really wants to get back in good graces. So he's going to take me in, and you know, save face, right? And and so uh, you know, we turned it into the show wrestling match where if I if he wins, I go peacefully. He takes me in. If I win, leave me the hell alone, <laughs> you know, and let it go. Right. But um, it never really got that far because fucking police and, and uh, what was it? What's it called? Where the closed case, cold, cold case five. Okay, All right. these people, I mean, in real life, were getting involved. And I'm like, gosh dang, I better turn this into a storyline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so because in the in in in, in the on the real side of it, I didn't drag him to the river. One of my buddies, we drug him over the woods and, and poured gas on him and burned him up. <laughs> and do you know you know bones don't burn all the way through like no. they, like you think? It takes a while. Yeah. Yeah, there was a bunch of big chunks left. So basically, you don't regret it. Um. Well, ain't happy about it. I mean, ain't, ain't stuck with putting stars on my arms. They're just uh, you know. I'd like to say... Is that your first traumatic moment as a kid? No, nah, it was some earlier. You've had earlier things happen. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, but not like that. <laughs> no, not quite like that, but... No, okay. some of the beatings that from family members were kind of rough. I won't, I won't say who, but... Yeah, that was... You, you had problems with your family? Uh, was that? You had problems with your family? No, when we was young, just one, one of the members of the family wasn't real good at co uh, correcting, you know, mm -hmm. not knowing how to spank right. Mm -hmm. Probably went way overboard a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, using a coat hanger instead of a belt and stuff like that. So do you think you got into professional wrestling just to get away from all of it and just start a new life and be away from what you were going through? No, I hated moving furniture. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, easy enough. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I love sports anyway, you know. But just so I don't get in trouble again with the police now, we started a new investigation. It's all a storyline for wrestling. I'm a pro wrestler for 35 years. You know, I actually created the barbershop window, even though Sean likes to say he did for the Nasty Boys. don't even make sense. <laughs> I mean, I saw him do an interview. Like, yeah, that was the idea I had for us and the Nasty Boys. No, when? <laughs> no, me and him sat and we kicked it back and forth and fine-tooth combed it. And, um, you know, but that storyline is still around today. 27 years, 28 years. How long is it now? 27 years. One 27 of the years. storylines in the history of wrestling. Yeah. And so now, evidently, has just started another good one. It got worldwide. When's the last time WWF or, or AEW or whoever else is around right now? When's the last time they got on Inside Edition or worldwide everybody shooting He's newspapers with a minute over a storyline? Right. I can answer. Never. <laughs> Not lately. Well, let, let's go even back further because we never, the few times you've been on, we didn't even ask you about this. What was the whole deal with your daughter and then wanting to have sex with her? That nah, that was a hack job. That wasn't me at all. So, that was, so what happened there? Uh, actually, I got a call uh, one morning, like early, five or six, and somebody said, Marty, you need to take that off your, your uh, Facebook. I'm like, take what off? What are you talking about? I ain't even been on there tonight. And they said, you you know about Bianca. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I haven't said nothing about Bianca. And they said, Barty, there's, you must have got drunk and forgot. 
I said, I'm not even drunk. Do you hear me? But they said, there's a thing on your page about you wanting to have sex with Bianca, your daughter. And uh, I'm like, whoa, shit. And I went and I looked, and there wasn't nothing there. Because evidently, it got attention real fast, too. Yeah. And, and uh, whoever did it, well, however that works. I don't know how to hack world. I don't know how that works. I know I changed my password, like, shit, four or five times a year. But it's still, somehow I get hacked all the time. But um, uh, you, well, you may want to use something besides rocker with your birthday or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, I got a complicated one. It's just, <laughs> I got him again. I got him again. World star. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, you, I hate Sean 72. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> $40 bad Mexican bag. <laughs> what? Uh, we got yeah, a fan out there. Yeah, but, they, but on that... Um, I didn't see anything, so I thought they were, you know, bullshitting me. But then the incoming, you know, I was just seeing people were like, you're sick, man. You're crazy. Yeah. You're like, holy shit. Well, yeah. You know, and I was like, well, what, what happened? I didn't, I didn't even see it. I don't know what. It, and then somebody sent it, you know, had co- photocopies or whatever, and sent it to me. And all I could do is like, fuck. Does people really? Here's my question still. If I was going to want to have sex with my damn daughter, do you think I'd tell the internet? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it's just, rabbit, you might. <laughs> you, you know, it's just... Um, uh, and, and the thing is, they got picked up by four different major magazines, like New York Times or some shit, Washington something, L.A., The Sun. All that. Every time it's something fucking horrible on me, hey, man, let's get on it. But when I go see a kid, in, in, you know, cancer in his last days or, you know, uh, donate a lot of money to a special needs program, so, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just when did you murder somebody or did you want to fuck your daughter or did you saw a dog's tail off and wear your hat? It may sound strange, but do you, do you ever worry about how the WWE will perceive you when you when these things are out there about you? Nah, they already bought me for life. <laughs> Do you really feel that way at this point? There's no chance of them ever, you know, calling you or making amends or putting you where you belong because you belong in the Hall of Fame. Well, they couldn't do that for a while because we had it was involved in the lawsuit with CTE. Okay. And, uh, you know, they, they, had to, they couldn't even answer. They couldn't even talk to me on the phone if I called up to find out why the check was late, mm-hmm. you know, like royalty check. They couldn't even talk to me on the phone. Uh, I had to go through their lawyer if I wanted to talk to him, uh, which I didn't want to talk to him that bad. But um, how would Marty Gennetti like to be able to talk to Vince if he, if you decided, you know what, let me at least try to speak to them? What would be a respectful way for them to come, you know, and meet you halfway? Would it be you meeting with Vince directly? Would Vince and I are are, are, are great terms. Uh, okay. Uh, I always said that if I could have got to him instead of, you know, get to the horse's mouth, not his ass, or mm-hmm. however that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you feel there are people in the way right now to to get you to be able to sit down and talk to Vince and maybe get back on the same page, get you in the Hall of Fame? or I mean, You know what, I'm, as much as I would love to be in the Hall of Fame, and, and, and I think, I, I honestly, for some of the people, Donald Trump's in there. <laughs> You're a Hall of Famer, absolutely. If, if Donald Trump's in there, how can I not be? You're a Hall of Famer, absolutely. Mark, but, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and I want to talk about CTE. Okay? okay. All right, we'll be right back with future Hall of Famer, Marty Jannetty. In the mood for a freshly roasted cup of coffee? www.offtherailscoffeeroasters.com
Jeff Quest Graphics Design, Custom Vinyl Lettering, and all your art and video needs. 516-317-8204. That's for Jeff Quest Graphic Design. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. And Verola Worldwide Logistics for all your logistic needs. Please call 862-227-3670. Once again, that's 862-227-3670. Verola Worldwide Logistics. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty DeFaro, seen only here, usually on Thursdays, out of Indie Music TV and Ron Kakama, but today we have... Future Hall of Famer, WWE Superstar, former tag team champion for the AWA, Mr. Marty Gennetti. And and a future dentist. And a future dentist who will come up with the uh, copyright or trademark for paper teeth. <laughs> Getting it in there just right. And we got uh, no BS with ESS. Eric Sims over here. Wait a minute. Pharaoh's got, I got a with the idea. yellow teeth. Oak tag. Are you going to carry any? Yeah, any... Uh, you know, paper teeth and oak tag because it would be like, you know, first of all, people would pay more. It's more of a deluxe uh, paper tooth item. Yeah. You know, oak paper tag. Item. I, I think it would be like, you know, the deluxe version of uh, the paper tooth model. I no? see I see, I see, see that working. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I, yeah, hey, whatever, you know, some of the strangest things. <laughs> Duke Drozzy, remember uh, Drozzy? You can make a realistic too. They could come with fillings. You know, like put a little uh, black spot on it. I tell you, what, I tell you, what, what, when I, with the white ones, when I put the fresh white paper in, yeah. I got to drink coffee so it yellows it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a great idea. What, what's sad though is when I find brown napkins, I can put it in there. It matches my teeth. Everybody's like, "Oh, that means my teeth." Smile. My teeth got to get clean, man. You're the original. <laughs> you're the original. Uh, brown. Isaac Yankum. <laughs> Yeah, him. Brown napkins. You know, I had his first match when he first came in WWF. Isaac no. Yankum, a.k.a. Kane, huh? Really? Yeah, oh, my yeah. God, is he strong. Aye. And when he didn't know what to do with it, he's even stronger. Really? <laughs> yeah, he was throwing me around like a rag doll. And then I'm like, why'd you do that? Because I don't know. Ain't I supposed to? <laughs> so talk to us about the CTE issues. Well, and and just to, to hit real quick why I even got involved with the lawsuit with uh CTE against uh, WWE. If anybody's ever had it, it's me because it's uh, brain damage and it's from uh, concussions. And and you know your brain is basically you take an egg, and you shake it real hard. That yolk it's hitting the shell. But it's, that's the same with your brain. You know, and athletes with high impact sports like football, wrestling, hockey, um, you know, martial arts, that head's getting scrambled a bit. You know, and uh, you know. I really, you know, they had just uh, they had just sued. I won't mention any names, but the, the law firm that, if I'm talking funny because the tooth ain't quite right, <laughs> but um, the law firm that just sued w, uh, NFL and won like two billion dollars. Um, 
the same one that was going after uh, after a. Uh, but you know, with the NFL, you know they've changed their whole concussions protocol now. You know everything is so different. Um, so I guess it, it, you know, sometimes a, a spanking the ass makes you understand and change things. But so, um, uh, but I always had the thought like, okay, you're playing, you're boxing, you're playing football, uh, martial arts. You don't think you're gonna get your bell rung a few times? You know, did you need to? Did the company need to tell you? But I guess it's the awareness of what that can do to you. The, the, you know, the concussions. How many concussions do you think you've taken over the length well, of your career? Probably at least a, seven or eight that I can name. <laughs> That's how brutal they were. I think the worst one was from Kevin Nash, and and we were uh, we were over in England, um, that big old stadium they got over there. A lot of people, and he was just coming in as Diesel. Now he was starting mm -hmm. as Diesel, and he would do the power bomb thing. And I'm working with him over there, and it's, he sticks his arms out, and the place went crazy. You know, like fifty thousand people going crazy. And he, um, so he got excited, and he, boom, boom, my head bounced off the. As far as I knew, when when you know I looked up, Joey Morella, you know, God rest his soul. Um, mm -hmm. He's, he's, he's like hovering right above me, and I'm looking at him, but it's about three of them. And I'm like, well, there's three of you. And he goes, dude, and he says, your eyes are still crossed. You got knocked out. And I'm like, really? You know, and, and that, that one I remember, that one and one in Japan uh, were probably the hardest ones. The one in Japan, damn it, sorry about the tooth. Um, I was wrestling their uh, light heavyweight champion. We had a championship match. And uh, we had just flown, man, 14 hours from L just just from L.A. to Tokyo, and then had to catch a, a, like an hour uh, drive. I mean, we were worn down, tired, and you know, just do, do I have enough in me to go out there and give a 45-minute match? You know, with this guy, he was good. I mean, he was all over the place, uh, you know, up and down, flying around, and I'm supposed to be able to try to hang with that, and you know, I can do some flying, but but anyway. Um, we did one spot and I went over the top rope and it hit the floor. And you know, way back now, it's nice and padded out there. There was nothing but the concrete floor. Uh -huh. And and somebody sweat, either somebody got slammed and sweat was there or somebody spilled a beer or something. But I slipped back and wham! Back of my head hit the railing. And I mean, it was like, ding! The whole place got quiet. I like slid down the wall like a, the, the railing like a sheet of paper, and man, everything I could see everything went white for a second. And then as it started coming back in the in the picture, it was it was just fuzzy. It was like you know how a TV gets staticky, mm -hmm. the old TVs, you know, you know, staticky. It was like that, and you know, I'm like, oh shit, I got to get back in the ring. <laughs> you know, I got to go finish this match. But, and the guy was, you know, he was Japanese, and he was, you know, okay, you're okay, Mati, you're okay. And I'm like, yes, let's go, let's go, let's, let's, let's hurry up and finish. Ain't that okay? But, um, and we finished the match and stuff, but I had a headache for like a week after that, mm. you know, so that, that that's a pretty brutal one. Uh, so those are the two that, that stand out the most. Uh, one other one, and Vince, you'll be in, involved in the story, is, is that, uh, Oh God! What were the name? Cue ball and eight ball. They were the two big Harris brothers. Uh, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That when they, I forgot what they were going as. 
tag ball. He must have been a rip after hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they uh they uh they did their finish, which was they sh- shoot me and it was me and Al Snow when we was doing the new rockers. Mm. Um and they each one each gets a thigh, raises you up and then takes you back. It's sort of like a uh a power uh, uh what do you call it, power bomb, but two guys doing it. Mm. And damn it, bam <laughs> I'm sitting laying there. Next thing I know, Al Snow's over top of me. Like it was Monday night. It was it was raw. It was a live show, and you know he's he's, he's like trying to roll me over, but I'm like I'm still half ass out of it. And like I said, it's a live show. We got to you know, no commercial breaks, you know, or whatever. Um, and we got to the edge, and I was able to get up, and Al helped me walk to the back. And um, as soon as I got through the curtains, I plopped right there. There was some. There was some uh, a roll of uh, old wrestling, you know, amateur wrestling mats there. I, I laid on that thing and I'm trying to get my shit together. And Vince comes in. And I guess it was a, they took a break, a commercial break. I threw, threw the, you know, the, the timing off for the show, you know, because you got segments, 20 minutes and a five minute break. I guess I screwed it all up, but hell, how could I? I mean, I couldn't help it. And, uh, you know, he came through the curtains and he looked at me and he just gave me a dirt like, I mean, it was the most angry stare I'd ever seen from him. And then, uh, and then he walked off, and I'm like, what the fuck is that about? And then um, the next day, that was at, uh, I don't remember where it was, Madison Square Garden, possibly. And it was, I know it was Monday Night Raw. Um, the next night, we were in Nassau Coliseum, which here in Long, Long Island. They still call it that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might have other words, but we got, we got yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Um, Uniondale Arena was it? They're calling it something nowadays. It, uh, I don't know what it is. I'm a Ranger fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's still what? Is it? Is it Nassau Coliseum? Sure, they're not currently calling it something else though. I think they've got other fancy names. I, Somebody I went took to it over. Right next to oh, nice. Hofstra. Yeah. yeah, they used to yeah, be. Yeah, Hofstra is right there. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, he, the next day I'm going in for that show, mm-hmm. and Vince comes walking up next to me. We're coming at the same time. He put his, his arm, you know, around me, and he goes, I understand you was really hurt yesterday. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I apologize. I, saw, I thought you were just overselling. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Well, now, what what are the effects you have now from it, though? Yeah, what are the long-term effects yeah. of the concussions over I, the years? I, I hallucinate a lot. Um, I got, well, I, and I can't name some names, but I'll I tell you one thing. This this real odd, uh, well a lot of things are odd, but and this has only started in the last year. I can be walking through a house. Damn, I'm sorry, this paper thing ain't working this time. <laughs> there goes my dentist license. <laughs> we um, have to upgrade to plastic, plastic teeth. I can, I can be walking through the house. Fine, I'm going to the kitchen and get a sandwich. <laughs> you know, and watch the rest of the Braves game, but um. Something happens on the way. All of a sudden, I start crying. Not, be, not, boo, <laughs> not like that, but just real, real tears of, of sadness. Mm. You know, it stream down, and you feel the emotion. You know that emotion uh, that usually comes with. And you know what it was? I put too much, too much <laughs> tooth in there. Dude, get rid of that tooth. It's a menace. <laughs> but, we'll put a Facebook post up about it later. <laughs> <laughs> They uh, yeah. that better? I'm not sure. 
It feels better. There you go. But um, it actually looks very good. I got to be honest. <laughs> I'm like, it looks perfectly it's fine. If I get it right, you can't tell. You cannot tell. <laughs> but uh, they, they um, oh, you know, I sit there tears. I shouldn't say crying, but tears, and the sad, the emotion is sad. Like, I mean that that you know that. Oh man, that hurt. Oh, so sad. But I'm like, well, what? What the hell's what? There's nothing wrong, mm. you know. And um, I talked to one of the other guys about it. We were just talking about it because we bunch of us have it. Um, and I'd mentioned to him about the the crying. He told me not to ever say it, his name, so I won't. Um, but he's big time, and 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 uh, y'all would know. Everybody would know him. Um, and it, but he said, uh, he, when I told him about it, you know, I said, have you started doing this yet? And I told him about I walk through the house and I'll start crying for no no reason. But And I actually feel that emotion. And he started crying on the phone with me. Mm. And, he, and, he, and he, I said, what's the matter, man? And he said, I've been doing that, and I thought I was the only one. Mm. And he's been doing the same thing. And, he, you know, he thought, you know, yeah. And then, uh, you know, another one, well, you know, I hope Joe don't mind me. He didn't tell me not to say, but Joe said, Joe told me that, you know, he, he's done easy. He said in the recent, in the most recent, that, um, you know, he was getting these emotional feelings that he never had before, you know. Not, not I don't mean like loving Kimmy or anything no, like that. Just being just he, so emotional, you know, that he'd never been, he wasn't that kind of a person. Um, so, it, so it's uh, that's one of the effects. The there, there's as you know, it's still even though it's like ten ten years now. They've been you know that what's his name, Lewinsky, yeah, the dude from uh, Christopher Lewinsky, yeah, uh, he he's heading the study on on it. So you know, since thank God for him, they're you know looking into it and studying it now. But it's still fresh. I mean, they still don't know a whole lot about it because you can't do much to after the person's died. Then you examine the brain and try to go from there so i ask this if you have if you have cte uh we all know the story about aaron hernandez right oh and right did and and benoit right. right do you feel that both of those people have uh, an excuse because of the cte issues well i'll put it this way you don't really know what you're doing um give you an example um probably a couple weeks ago I called my brother, uh, Gino. He's, you know, he's, he's my hero in life. Yeah. My dad was too, but he, you know, he's he's gone. But I called my brother because every time I panic on something, he always gets me through it. And I called him. And it was I live right by Fort Benning, and they train you know the paratroopers out there. Mm-hmm. And you know, shit, I'm where I'm at right now is probably five miles from the the field. And I called my brother. And I said, hey, man, I don't know what's going on. The Fort Benning's, they got, they're landing a, a fucking helicopter in the front yard. And, you know, I mean, I'm sitting there looking at it. And, you know, my brother's like, Marty, there's trees on the front yard. There's nowhere they can land it. I'm looking at it. They're sitting, he goes, what are they doing? I said, they're just sitting there, and I don't know why. I mean, they're sitting in the front yard here. I'm waiting for them to come out. I can see them inside on the little CB or, you know, whatever the things are. I said, oh, what, you know, what, are, what are you doing? What am, I, what am I supposed to do? He goes, take a picture of it and send it to me. 
So I said, well, okay, don't leave me now. Don't stay on the phone. I took a picture. And then my phone, you have to be off of it to send, to send the picture. So um, I got, uh, got off the phone with him and I told him I'll call right back. And I looked at, I took two pictures, you know, from blurry, you get a good one. And I looked at him, and there wasn't no helicopter there. It was just the yard. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then um, maybe the next day, I sat there, because when these attacks come, they come together, and then they're gone, there's nothing for a while, and then bam, bam, bam. Um, I was sitting there watching, uh, probably watching the Falcons blow another lead, <clears throat> but um, they uh, we're Jet fans. You're not going to get yeah. You get no sympathy from <laughs> us. Man. Nothing here. I so saw that last night. Move man. on with that Falcon <laughs> crap. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> I got two words for you, Adam Gase. Go on. I was sitting there watching the Falcons. They had the Cowboys beat by 20 or something. And slowly, there it goes, just like a Super Bowl. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Super Bowl. We haven't seen one of those in a yeah. long time. So. Yeah. Again, move on, yeah. Falcon Yeah, fans. yeah, boo-hoo. <laughs> boo-hoo. I but, did their football. But they, yeah, they, uh, I was sitting there, and, and then uh, you know, I look up, and I'm on my couch. And my cat, Swaggy, sitting next to me watching. Swaggy. He watches, he watches. TV with me a lot. Cool. He always has. He's since a Falcon kid. fan, Braves fan. No, he just wants to eat the Falcon. He's a cat. Yeah, that's what. That's pretty much what he's got. The color yeah. scheme, though, black and white. There you go. I'm talking about Swaggy. Oh, swag. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but so I'm sitting <laughs> there. No swag. <laughs> I'm sitting there. Well, he started off being the Swag Star, but then it was Swaggy was better. You know, trimmed swag it down. Star. <laughs> But, uh, Can he cut a promo? Yeah, yeah, uh, he, he will. He, he won't understand it. But you better hide those paper teeth. He'll knock them all over the. Yeah, floor. yeah. I tried to get him to wear some, but, but they. Uh, so sitting over here is the Grim Reaper, and and, and I'm looking at him and I'm like, when did you get here? And it wasn't even like it was odd, you know. I carried on conversation and we laughed a bunch, and then I got hungry. I said, I'm gonna go get a sandwich. You want one? And he's like, no, I'm good. And I went and, you know, uh, oh, oh, before back it up, I, was, I thought, this is kind of cool, man. You got a bad reputation, but you're a cool guy. Can, let me take a picture. It's kind of cool. You're sitting here on my couch. And, you I know, can't he, tell he, if he's having head trauma or shining. <laughs> it's like, it sounds like a shining to me. Go on. So you want a picture of the Reaper? Yeah, it took a couple of them. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, a little while later, went to get a sandwich and, you know, went and fixed up and come back and he was gone. And I, I was actually disappointed. I was like, I was having a great time with him. You know, he didn't even say goodbye. You know, but I thought, well, that was kind of cool if they stopped by, you know. And then uh, then kept watching the game, and sure enough, the Falcons blew it. <laughs> but later on, I was going to um, brag about the Grim Reaper being at my house and send them, you know, to my friends. And I'm looking at the pictures, and it's just an empty couch. <laughs> you know, the thing is, when you're going through one of these things, you don't realize you're going through them. This is as real as this right here. I mean, hell, I might be hallucinating now. This might not be happening. Oh, no, we're not here. <laughs> you know, um, but it's, that's how it feels so real. We got, we got a lot of fans out there that are saying they're worried about you. Well, I'm worried about me. Swaggy's worried worried about his next meal. What's that? Swaggy's worried about me. He, he yeah. wants to be able to make sure he gets his next meal and his litter box cleaned out. <laughs> So you going to get help for this, or? Well, I mean, I don't know what they can do for you for CTE. Eric might know. Is there anything they can do for CTE? Eric has it. <laughs> what the? I don't think Dude. there's anything they can do really. Okay, so I, they have, but they they come up with 13 symptoms, 
you know, however they managed to do that. And uh, that's that's when I first found out I had it with my attorney. That uh, by the way, that case is gone. So I can now I can go into all the fame. Couldn't before. But anyway, um, they my attorney was saying, here, you know, here's the list of the things of reading them. Like, yep, got that one. Yep, got that one. Yep, got that. And then I'm like, after about six one, I'm like, well, maybe I do got the shit. Yeah. And then I went through the list, and I was this was when I was living in Vegas. My um, girlfriend out there was sitting next to me, um, and I said, well. I got them all but these two, the last two. And, and, and he goes, what last two? I said, well, the one that says uh, sudden violent uh, mood changes. I don't have that. And she goes, oh, yes, you do. <laughs> she screams that. And I'm like, well, I guess I got 12 of the 13. The only one I don't have is, is the suicidal you, thoughts. You want to know about the, the treatment? I can tell you about the treatment of CTE. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're called Hero ESS in the background here. If anybody can hear ESS yeah, has got his own... Behavioral therapy to deal with mood swings. That's number one. Okay. Number two, pain management therapy, including medicines, massage, and acupuncture to relieve the discomfort. I'm not massaging number, him. Number, th number three, yeah. memory exercises to strengthen the ability to recall daily events. That is the prescribed treatment. Hold on, you missed number four. Number four is never use Eric Sim as your agent when you're traveling through the Northeast. What is going on here? Captain Scorcha. And he's going to help. Use Captain Scorcha. If you decide to listen, we got we got about we got about two minutes. What? Farrow. Yeah. I lost me on that. I don't know what that was all about. I got to hit him with the last question. But where'd you find that, Eric? I'm going to check that out later. Okay. I will have to check that out later. <laughs> it's on Google. It's on Google. Oh. Google. Yeah. Okay. Doctor yeah, Google. I gotta check that out. That's another thing. Short-term memory. I mean, as you get older, anyway, right? Marty, behavioral therapy. You are prime candidate. <laughs> What's wrong with my behavior? <laughs> Absolute, absolutely nothing. Absolutely not. What was your thing he said at the last time he was here? I can go for that shit. The next thing I know, the whole studio's upside down. Yeah, you got a temper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Behavioral therapy. We don't, we don't want therapy. nobody getting beat up over here. Did you see that, Derek? Of course I saw that. <laughs> of course uh, I, I saw that. <laughs> All right, Sims, you're cutting into our time. Marty, one final question. Yes, sir. What would you like to see in the future from Marty Gennetti happen in a positive way? What would you like to see happen? You know, working with kids in, in some capacity of, of with wrestling. Um, you know, I've always, I always wanted to do a wrestling school with, with kids and start a kids league pro wrestling, you know, style pro wrestling. Um, that, that's always been my thing. Uh, I, I mentioned it with Sean one time, uh, Michaels, you know, and he, he thought it was, it was cool. And I'm surprised he didn't take it and go do it himself, you know, mm -hmm. but because he knew it was my passion thing, he, he left it alone because he probably could have easily. You know, went to Vince. That's the thing. If I could get to Vince's ear on so many of these things, um, like with my ankles to get them fixed, um, I, you know, if I could have got to Vince himself, I'm, I'm sure he would fix them, you know? So let me, let, let me ask you a question. A lot of wrestling experts or pro wrestling experts out there, they, we've discussed this before. Um, should the WWE be taking care of its old older wrestlers who helped build this brand. When they're still making money off of them, yes. For instance, with me, I still get royalty checks. It shows how much they made last quarter. Right. And they can take some of that money and fix my ankles. 
And that's just from one quarter. So let me. So yeah, they they should. That's why I jumped into CTE thing. Because I definitely got it. At the last studio we were at, um, Evan Ginsberg, who's an associate producer for the pro wrestler, uh, the wrestler, the movie, the Mm -hmm. wrestler. And 350 days. Well, he did a documentary, 350 days. You you were actually, you're in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I ask you this, how how well did they pay you for that documentary? Uh, The one 350? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, But it was decent. You know, it was good. They took care of you. Yeah, yeah, it was good. That's good. Yeah, they were good people to me. That's good. Very good. What would you like to see But then, no, uh... Rob Feinstein kind of screwed me over later that evening. <laughs> Fucker. Well, what's that? We've made up since. Well, at the show where, where I shot, did that, there was actually a wrestling event and all that. And, right. and then, you know, we shot my scene okay. there. And then afterwards, on one side, there was like, say, a curtain like you got over there, dividing to where where all the sales, merchandise sales and stuff during the day, like a WrestleCon type thing during the day. Mm. Um and and I was on that side, and I was actually calling my brother, telling him, because they had a barbershop window yeah. set thing. And I thought it was kind of cool, and you spin the wheel, and it said, you know, what what on the barbershop do you want, or you, you win, or whatever. I thought it was kind of cool, and I'm over there taking pictures of it. And I'm on the phone with my, with my brother, and, and Feinstein's back there looking through the curtain, sees me over there, and, and sees me picking stuff up and looking at it, and he assumes I'm stealing shit. Mm. And and, and, and and he went and posted that everywhere. Marty was stealing shit. Wow. And, and you know, um, he, he said, and he acted like he was on the phone, which I was on the phone with my brother. Right. So there, there's a witness, you know, besides the, the call log, you know, and uh, so that kind of so upset me. Why now, do you accept the apology then? Well, at first I tried to sue him for, for slander, you know, because he's telling the whole world I'm over there stealing sure. shit. Right. And, um. You know what? Same old story, man. I can get sued, but I can never sue back. But again, um, I ask you, right? The, you know, some of the worst things you could call someone is a thief, right? That's like probably one of the top. Two. What's that? To call someone a thief is like one yeah. of the top two worst things you. Why forgive him? Why even talk to him anymore? Yeah, you know, I'm stupid like that. You know, I forgive people for stupid. I forgave y'all for something. You just, remember the first forgiving. first time I came through? Mm-hmm. You, you felt like I had been doing to me. You know, I'd left the pizza man. Right. By the way, he said y'all made up and something. He called me, left me a pretty good, nice message about y'all did good. Yeah, yeah. we, you know, we uh, we're clearly at indie music now. Yeah. Um, it's been a godsend. We loved. Uh, we enjoyed our time over at uh, Village Connection. Yeah, doing yeah. You know, we you know we grew and uh, you know. Look, the whole the pizza thing, you know, it blew up for a little while, and then guess what? We got, we all got over it, right? We moved on to bigger and better things. Right. You know what I mean, I, I wouldn't say that we're friends, you know what I mean? But we don't, this, we don't, this, it's nothing, you know. We just move on. Right? Yeah. But again, my point is, I don't talk to him, so yeah. it's like, you know, why be friends with someone you don't, you know, that. Well, for sake, you know. <laughs> Marty, one last thing before you go, and thanks for coming down again. Uh, by oh, the way, thank you all for a, having me. Y'all need to a, call me more often. I get to I'll see you once in a while. Or now, where's the other brother, Savelli? Uh, he's <laughs> over at the. He's over at the uh, other station. Why'd you laugh? Brewer breaking the fourth wall. Well, no, it's fine. You can, there's no. Walls. There's no broke. There's no broke. <laughs> Look, we were at Village. Show did very well over at Village. Hmm. We wanted to move into a. Larger production studio because it's, we wanted to advance the show. Definitely yeah. nice. Thank you. And uh, you know, we parted ways, and uh, you know, we always wish Jim the best. Sure. Right. Yeah, and, he's uh, good. I like him, man. We. Yeah, he's know. an okay. He keeps okay up guy. with me. Y'all never say hello no more. 
What's that? He he only says hello. I mean, once in a while, even from Facebook. I don't. Y'all don't never say hello once I'm gone. I'm not even on Facebook. Who anymore. we talking about? Me? <laughs> Both of y'all. Y'all. You know. You don't even friend me, dude. I have <laughs> friends on Facebook. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> I gotta, listen, Marty, I got to tell you, you've always been a really great guest and a really, really stand-up human being. Yep. Well, so, thank you. I appreciate and, uh, that. I really, honestly, I'm very impressed over the fact that you remember the people that, like Savelli and uh, Pizza Guy, Romano. And, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty important. Yeah. Well, how often do you call the pizza guy? A lot? Oh, I don't call him. Oh, he calls me every so often. Oh, because I heard, like, you call him all the time. Oh, here work. we go. <laughs> no, I, that's what I heard, that you call him all the time. No, he, call, like, he probably calls me. In fact, I got one. That'd be rude to play it because it's personal. But um, this one where he, he was thanking me for hooking y'all. He says, you know, we got together, and it was because of you, because you tried to, you know, mend, mend the bridge between us. Right. and You know, something other. It was pretty nice. Uh, but he, the, the most recent one, he just calls. He's like, you know, you want to, you know how he talks. Mighty, you want to come up here? <laughs> yeah. Spend, spend Christmas. I know you got better things to do, you know, but, but you're welcome. You know, love you, brother. Love no, you. I think I thought I heard somewhere where you had called him and you wanted to do some kind of comedy hour with him or something. And you no, were actually, he mentioned that. No, he mentioned that to me. Um, oh. Was me and, and one of oh. was it? Um, what, what are you, oh, what are you <laughs> Okay, I missed some. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I, 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 hear, I hear things, uh, and I'm just trying to get clarity on what's actually oh. happening. I promise you this is not vodka. Farrell, <laughs> uh. last question? Yeah, please. Can I please? You guys all done now. Uh, <laughs> the, la- the last thing. Okay, you express, and this is important to this me. This is the I last, last thing? Marty, I think this should be the last, I, last thing. He's got. I go. think this should be. Important. No, I'm, no, I'm good. I think this should. I, uh, we're back to Claude Rains, the Invisible Genetti. <laughs> they got a You know what? You know what? This may work better with the mask on. You know, you express <laughs> frustration that you can't get to Vince. Okay, here's your shot because I know for a fact Vince watches us. Mm-hmm. No, he does. What not. would you? Yes, he does. What <laughs> would you? What would you say to Vince McMahon if you had a chance to say something to Vince McMahon right now? What would you say to Vince McMahon? Love you, brother. Miss you. Give me a call. <laughs> Give me no. a call. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll well, That was heartfelt. Vince is all time. <laughs> wow. Well, no, I mean, I, I don't. I don't know if he's going to forgive you from the last show you were on when I put that picture of Stephanie up there. I don't, I don't I mean, know if that's going to work. You know, that was, a, that was another work. That was another thing that got too much attention. <laughs> <laughs> Way too much. You just, uh, I told you about, I tell you about the first time I ever met Stephanie. I, I got never respect for her, man, because she's she's always been good to me, um, and, I, and I don't mean like that. <laughs> but uh, looking for trouble. <laughs> she, but, uh, did she own a bowling alley at some point? <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody put one of the memes up. It says, and it has it, it was something funny, and it, it said, when your when your drug dealer tries to get fresh with you behind the bowling alley. <laughs> All right, with that, this has been uh, Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, future Hall of Famer Marty Gennetti. Catch Marty Gennetti on the virtual <laughs> signing on Captain's Corner's uh, Captain live Corner. Facebook page, right? Captain Corner. Yep, Captain's Corner. Yeah. Captain's Corner. Captain's Corner. Wake up, man. He'll be autographing right. paper teeth. This is Mike Motti. <laughs> this is the Pharaoh. Stay tuned for our next guest, Barry Horowitz. Later. <laughs> Barry's here.